I will never stop drinking. <laughs> I will always be drinking. I am a drinker. Baby Hello. Boop. Are you a critical drinker? No. Welcome back Better to... Better than Tatiana. I'm not even a critical drinker. <laughs> I love that Go away now. Welcome to the... I was going to say the American... <laughs> the underappreciated movie American podcast. Mom. Where four friends discuss movies that they like, but nobody else does. From an undisclosed location. I. In America. Amy Lane. I am Carly. I am John. I am Carly. No. No, I'm Tony. Tony. Shit, you read that wrong. Today you're Carly? That's weird. God damn it. Each of us has a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have, what do I got? Action adventure. Action adventure. I was going to say, I got two turntables and a microphone. <laughs> That's where it's at. Well, I've heard that. Yeah. We take turns selecting movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see anyone's, any of these on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, you give them a second chance. And if you're playing uh, underappreciated movie podcast bingo, you can check off Tony Forgets His Lies. Today's pick. On the podcast. Is. It's the lame's pick. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. I picked Clue from 1982. Happy Slapskin. Uh, Clue. There is many slaps in this That's movie. True. That's true. Um, this movie. But I'm um, drank. Has a Robert Sparkles. Seventy percent thermometer and an eighty-six audience score on the Rotten Tomatoes. <coughs> has a seven point two out of ten on IMDb with a forty-one Metacritic score. It had a budget of fifteen million dollars. And it grossed, according to IMDb, fourteen million six hundred forty three thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars. Wow. Ninety seven. Yeah, it's ninety seven. That's what they are claiming. It grossed. It was directed by Jonathan Lynn, who also directed My Cousin Vinny, mm. Sergeant Vilco, mm-hmm. The Distinguished Gentleman, oh. and the whole nine yards. Oh, it's a couple bangers in there. Yep. It was, there are three credited writers. One, Anthony Pratt, is the creator of the Cluedo board game. Any relation to Chris? <clears throat> no. Or I, you know what? I do not have that information. Uh, the director, Jonathan Lynn, also credited as a writer on this. He also is a writer for, he wrote four separate TV series in the 70s that were about doctors. Oh. It's you related to Chris. Which was interesting. And he also wrote Nuns on the Run. <laughs> but the main writer for this opus is John Landis, who, welcome back to the podcast from an American Werewolf in London, also wrote the Blues Brothers movies and uh, the Thriller music video. He was a, a really good comedy writer. Yes. Um, is he related to Chris Pratt? I, I, don't, I don't have that information. God. Someone's got to be related to Chris Pratt. There are many, many people in this movie. <clears throat> Buckle up. That many. <laughs> So the character of Wadsworth is played by Tim Curry. Welcome, Welcome back, back to the, the podcast. podcast from Charlie's Angels, Congo, The Chateau. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in The Three Musketeers, Ferngully, Oscar, Legend, Annie, we done and Three Musketeers yet? It. Or Legend. Well, Legend, I don't think we can. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's all kinds of appreciated. I'm sure I can pick it. I bet Metacritic gives it a low score. Dracula rules. Nope. <laughs> that's too good. Uh, Colleen Champ plays the character of Yvette, the French maid. Uh, welcome back to the podcast from Die Hard with a Vengeance, My Blue Heaven. That's right. Last Action Hero. I don't remember her in that, but sure. Uh, she was also in Wayne's World and in the movie In Good Company, which she, is yeah, a... she was the wife in Wayne's World. A slow burn of a drama starring Tougher Grace. Did you ever see that, Carly? No. It's pretty uh, good. Shocking. Legend, 42% pretty of good. Tomatoes. Wow, there you go. Uh, then we have Lee Ving playing Mr. Body, and he's a welcome back to the podcast from both Flashdance and Streets of Fire. And he's leaving. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't know when he's going to be back again. All right. Now for our suspects. <clears throat> Mrs. Peacock is played by Eileen Brenham. She was in Babes in Toyland. Brenham. That's Toyland. Brenham, Brenham. That's right, Audra. Do you remember Babes in Toyland? And Private Benjamin. She was the captain. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was uh, also in Pure Country. Mrs. White is played by Madeline Kahn. She was in Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, Nixon, and, of course, Cosby. 183 episodes of Cosby. Uh, Miss Scarlet was played by Leslie Ann Warren. Uh, she was in Pure Country, Victor Victoria, 
Um, and the 1965's Rodgers and Hammerstein TV musical Cinderella. This is the Cinderella that I remember from my childhood. Where a plain golden carriage can, or a plain yellow pumpkin can become a golden carriage. Audra, does that ring a bell? <laughs> I know it does. Flashbacks. Ken, you pick it up and put it down? One of my all-time <laughs> favorite adaptations of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Uh, Professor Plum is played by Christopher Lloyd. Welcome back to the podcast from Adam's Family Values. Um, who and who friend Roger Rabbit. He's also from, of course, Back to the Future. Back to the Future, what's that about? Um, time travel. <laughs> really? He, this sounds he like was in this fantastic, what's the premise? Time travel. He was in this fantastic movie called Camp Nowhere. He was in Huey Lewis and the News' Power of Love music video. Where he played Doc Brown. He was in three episodes of the Tremors TV series. Um, excuse me, he also was Also in, in Star Trek Three, Mr. Mama and Taxi. And what flip the cuckoo's test. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really care about that. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Green is played by Michael McKean. Uh, he was in Best in Show, Nothing to Lose, Airheads, Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Short Circuit 2, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. This is Spinal Tap. He was Lenny in Laverne and Shirley. And did you know, Tony, he was also in the movie Hider in the House? I don't know that movie. That's something... But we did Short Circuit 2. Yes, yeah, we, we did. did. Colonel Mustard is played by Martin Mull. Los Locos kick your ass. Who was in Jingle All the Way, Ski Patrol, Mr. Mom, and Roseanne. The TV show? Yes. He was also in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. (laughs) Uh, The Cop is played by Bill Henderson. He was in White Man Can't Jump, City Slickers, No Holds Barred, and Fletch. He was in City Slickers, and every time I see him, I want to yell, Yahoo! What do you say to that? And the last person I'm going to mention is the motorist, who is played by Jeffrey Kramer, who was in what movie? Jaws. I love how Elaine ignores all the motorist, the, the guy that comes in that has. He was in um, Jaws. Yeah. Elaine has her own script. Jaws she and does Jaws too. What? What are you talking about? Nothing. What are you talking about? You. What about me? What am I supposed to? Do? I'm telling the facts. Just the facts, no, no, man. No, that was Dragnet. Just the facts, man. Speaking of things that aren't facts, I have some reviews. The first one is by Nate FS. Uh, 10 out of 10. The flames in the side of my face are replaced with red marks from smiling too much. Clue is a cultural masterpiece. I said what I said. (laughs) If I had to watch one movie for the rest of my life... Dot, dot, dot. Clue. A million times Clue. An all-star cast. Lines you never get sick of. Everything. All caps. Exclamation point. I won't go into spoilers, but it's brilliant. Complete brilliant. Just watch it. Like now. I'm going to go watch it now. If you can only watch one movie <laughs> for the rest of your life, he would pick Clue? If you could only watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> John looks like his brain is hurting right now. <laughs> it wouldn't be Clue. <laughs> it would not be Clue. <laughs> because once you know the three different possible endings, I guess you could spend your life trying to figure out other possible endings, but I think I would get tired of it. Uh, then, uh, Frendenberg David gives it two out of ten, just like the board game Confusing. <laughs> and a little too long. That's why you never finished a game back then, didn't Is you? Is the board game confusing? Apparently really this person seems to be confusing Clue and Monopoly because yeah. they think that the board game is too long and you never finished it. I think Clue, Clue was very easy. With my neighbor who you'd always have to check and see if you were right. And then she would always mysteriously win because she would pick up the thing and be like, Nope, you're wrong. I suspect this. I'm like, oh, gee, <laughs> fucking miracle. Hey, no, but once you look, you don't get it again. Well, that's not how she played. I'm like, um... You don't need to look, because if you say it's, you know, Professor Plum, and Tony has Professor Plum, he goes, nope, got Professor Plum, you're wrong. Yeah. You don't need to fucking check. It's deductive reasoning. It's not, there's not a real trick to it. Um, she was an idiot. Okay. Thanks for that review on your next door neighbor. What do you think going into this movie, John? thought I've seen this. Okay. It was mildly entertaining. Mm. Excellent. Carly. I thought... Let me find my notes. (laughs) 
I've never seen this. <laughs> but we played a lot. Of... <laughs> that is a bingo marker. Uh, I we played a lot of Clue Junior. Uh, it's gonna be as hard because it's my birthday in that Clue line. Junior. I've also played Golden Girls Ooh, Clue. And I played another game we that played, was um, Clue-esque that did, Amanda uh, has. I've played Golden Girls Clue. But I've never played actual Clue. It was the cheesecake got Mendel and I. <laughs> I was saying, we, you played Golden Girls Clue at the house. We played the mm-hmm, yeah. uh, Tim there Burton was, one. There was, okay, Nightmare Before Christmas Clue. Nightmare Before Christmas. But I've never yeah. played actual Clue. <laughs> we have it upstairs. Thank you. I liked Clue a lot. As and a I've also never seen it. So. My kids don't like playing Tony? since I was one. I was like, have I seen this? If I have it, hasn't been it hasn't been for a very long, long time. And then after watching it, I I had never seen it all the way through. I'd only seen pieces of it. Oh, interesting. All right, so there were three endings were shot for this movie, and a different one was shown in each theater. All three are included on the video, um, and the DVD, aside from all three endings, also offers an option to play the movie with a randomly selected end- uh, ending. That's cool. So you could randomize your cut. Um, some, some newspaper, like you used to get the movie theater times out of the paper because mm-hmm. we're old, but in the newspaper, the green sheet. sometimes they would say what the theater would say, what, ver- what ending they're playing a, B or C mm-hmm. so that if you had seen a, and you wanted to see C, you could, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the purposes, so now when you watch it, they show all three endings in succession, which is how I'm going to do my notes. Because it's funny. Mm -hmm. That's how we watched it on Amazon. Yes. Does anybody else have any tangents they'd like to get out of the way before I begin? I don't think so. Okay. So it opens with credits and ominous music. And I was (laughs) like, this movie, this music is really ominous and it's kind of scary. I should have picked this for Halloween instead of (laughs) Scooby-Doo. This might not be a great Thanksgiving movie. Oh, well. Well, I mean, they do eat a, bu- a large group. I was thinking table. dinner party. Monkey brains, though. I was thinking funny. <laughs> you know, what other great movie has monkey brains at a dinner party? Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Doom. You're going to yell Kali Ma because you always do. No, I don't. Wadsworth arrives at a mansion. He gets out of a car. He throws some meat at some dogs to distract them while he chains them up. These poor dogs. He then steps in dog poo. There's a running joke for the first 15 minutes of this movie where everybody can smell dog poo and don't know where it's coming from. Spoiler alert, Wadsworth. Mm-hmm. We get a little uh, title card that says New England 1954. Uh, Wadsworth goes in the house. He checks in with the maid and with the cook, making sure everything is ready. Then the doorbell rings, which is an actual bell, mm-hmm. not a doorbell. I did like that. That was cool. Uh, the first uh, guest has arrived. It is Colonel Mustard. He's told that he will be referred to only by the alias of Colonel Mustard. And he's then taken to the drawing room. Then Miss Scarlet arrives. Miss Peacock has car trouble and is picked up by Professor Plum. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not right. Miss Peacock arrives by herself. Miss White has car trouble. I'm sorry. Miss <laughs> Peacock arrives. Then Mr. Green arrives. And... Um, then Professor Plum and Miss White get there and, uh, or no, he's with Miss, I don't know. Anyways, Miss <laughs> Scar, I, I wrote their names down wrong. And they arrive and they're too scared to go up to the gate at first. And she's like, why is the car stopped? And he said, it's frightened. So <laughs> then um, they arrive. Everyone is now here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wadsworth points out that they're all using pseudonyms which they have all noticed by now, and that dinner is ready. So they all go into the dining room, and there is a seventh chair at the table, and they ask, is it for his, the host? And um, the Wadsworth says it's for their seventh guest. And um, they all kind of, and then they're like, well, who's the host then if that's for the guest? But Wadsworth will not tell them. So... The soup course arrives. It's very awkward, but then Mrs. Green starts rambling. They start talking, and Mr. Green says he recognizes Miss Peacock. And they 
start talking and they're not giving out too many details. We learn that Professor Plum works for the United Nations and then through them for the World Health, uh, Health um, Organization, which stands, which the acronyms are You Know Who, <laughs> which is kind of funny. We found out that Colonel Mustard is a real colonel. But it was Uno. Yeah, but... Uno who? No, it's you know. You know. I know. It's more fun my way. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, they, after talking, they realize they all either work for the government or live in D.C. So that's kind of how they're all con- connected politically in some way. Then we hear someone else arrive. Wadsworth goes to let the person in. They overhear them talking. We hear that Wadsworth locks the door and everybody's locked in the house. And that the person who has arrived has a bag of surprises, which he's going to then leave in the hall. The person comes in and he sits down at the table. Miss Peacock demands to know why they're all here. Wadsworth says that they all received a letter. His letter says it will be to your advantage to be present on this date because a Mr. Body will bring to an end a certain long-standing, confidential and painfully financial liability signed to Fred. All the guests um, admit they have received a similar letter, except Mr. Body. Mr. Body does say that he did receive a letter, but that his was different. We also see. We also see that Mr. Body knows Yvette. As dinner is over, they all repair to the study for Mm -hmm. coffee and brandy. There's a large envelope waiting for Wadsworth. Is her name Brandy? What a fine girl. In the, in the envelope is instructions for Wadsworth. What a good wife she was. He's be. to tell them that the, what they all have in common. Um, unless, and then he asks Mr. Body if he would like to let them know. And Mr. Body wants to know if the guests know who he is. And Wadsworth says, no, they don't. They don't seem to have recognized you. So then Mr. Body says it's all a hoax and tries to leave. But he can't get out because the door is locked. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's kind of a shouting match here. Um... But Wadsworth says that all the doors are locked and all the windows are barred. And he urges all the guests to go back to the study. Mr. Body tries to leave via the conservatory and is going to break the glass on the conservatory windows. But the guard dogs are outside and start barking at him. So then everyone goes back to the study. Once we are in the study, they learn that they have all been blackmailed. Wadsworth reveals the following pieces of information. That Professor Plum lost his license as a psychiatrist for sleeping with a patient. Mrs. Peacock took bribes from lobbyists to uh, buy her husband, the Senator Peacock's votes. Miss Scarlet runs a call girl service. Colonel Mustard has used Mrs. Scarlet's call girl service. Mrs. White is accused of killing her husband. He was a nuclear physicist. And was found decapitated and with his penis cut off. <laughs> Mr. Green reveals himself that he is a gay man who works for the State Department. And at this time in 1954, that was something that had to have been kept a secret or he would lose his job. Yeah. And his security. Not going in jail. <laughs> and then it is revealed that Mr. Body is the blackmailer. Then we get a bit of a stupid fight. <clears throat> and Wadsworth reveals that the police are coming. That he has arranged for all of them to come and that together they can they can tell the police what's happened and Mr. Body will be arrested and then all their blackmailing has been over. It will be over. And they'll like, be there in like 50 um, minutes, right? 45 minutes. We 45 can't minutes. tell the police. Like she's like, like Miss Peacock can't tell the police she's been taking bribes. And, I, and there's... Some of them are doing illegal things. Uh, Miss Scarlet can't talk about how she runs an illegal gentleman's, uh, you know, call girl line. No, but... So they're like... Yeah, they're not really hip to this reveal everything to the police plan, but Wadsworth is like, but it will all be over. We just have to wait for 45 minutes until the cops arrive. Like some of us will have our troubles be over, but others of us will not. <laughs> they will just be beginning. Now, Mr. Body has an alternate plan. He goes, he says, I think I have something that will help you make up your mind. And he goes to get his bag out of the hallway. 
Um, <clears throat> I don't understand what my notes say here. But oh, he says that... He gives them each a package. Yes, he gives present. them each a gift. And as they each open their gift, Miss Scarlet has a candlestick, Mrs. White has a rope, Miss Peacock has a knife, Mr. Green has a lead pipe, Professor Plum has a revolver, and Colonel Mustard has a wrench. They're Mr. all the Body, weapons from the game. From the game, yeah. Mr. Body explains that he has given them each a lethal weapon. And he, he says if one of them kills Wadsworth, only the seven of them will know. They can just get the key to the front door and they can all leave. And no one will be any of the wiser. It's the only way to keep all the secrets from coming out is to kill Wadsworth because Wadsworth has brought them all here to tell everybody their secrets, you know, to tell them their secrets. So Mr. Body says, I want one of you to kill Wadsworth right now. And then he turns out the light. There is a scuffle. A gunshot is heard. A scream is heard. And Miss Peacock, Mrs. Peacock turns the lights back on. When the lights come back on, Mr. Body is revealed as dead on the floor, <clears throat> not Wadsworth. So then they instantly start accusing each other, trying to determine who, sh who killed him and how he died. And they heard the gunshot, so they think that Professor Plum has shot him, but he did not have a gunshot wound on him. And Professor Plum says that somebody tried to wrestle the gun away from him. And he points out on the wall, there's a bullet hole in the wall. So he missed, you know, didn't hit the body. Then Mrs. Peacock goes to get a drink, and someone suggests that perhaps the brandy has, or the cognac has been poisoned. And she practically faints at this point. She has, you know, screams <laughs> a lot. She's very overdramatic. <laughs> we then hear a scream from another room. So our group all runs out of the study and goes to the billiards room, where they find Yvette. She is screaming and all freaked out, and they're like, what's happening and she's like it's the murderer and they're like where's the murderer and she's like one of you is the murderer and they're like what are you talking about and she reveals that she's been listening to them the whole time <laughs> and that she screamed because she also drank the possibly poisoned cognac so they bring Yvette back with them to the study and when they leave we see Wadsworth taking the recordings from the billiards room um, <clears throat> this is where Wadsworth reveals that he wrote the letters and invited them not to help Mr. Body, but because he was Mr. Body's former employee. His wife, uh, he ended his employment when his wife killed herself because Mr. Body was blackmailing her too. Mr. Body hated his wife and all of the guests for being, and this is the most ridiculous thing in the entire movie, un-American. <laughs> it was the 50s. That was a very big deal. Yes, but it's, it's very funny. Uh, Mr. Body felt that they were all inappropriate, taking bribes and running a call girl service. And, and his wife had friends that were socialists. Yes, and Mrs. Wadsworth had socialist friends, and Mr. Body wanted her to name names, and she refused. So the price of Mr. Body's silence was that they had to work for him for nothing like slaves. And that um, all he wanted to do was put Mr. Body behind bars. But now... They need to figure out which one of them killed Mr. Body because in 39 minutes, the police will arrive. <laughs> then they realize that there's one other person in the house, the cook. So they run to the kitchen. You want me to shoot the cook? No, I'll shoot the cook. My car They get into the kitchen and they don't immediately see the cook. So they start looking around for her. And as Mr. Green goes to say that I guess she's not here, she falls out of the freezer with a knife in her back. It's Dylan Joe. They instantly start accusing each other. Um, Colonel Mustard says that it, there's only one killer in this house, and it's Mrs. White, because she obviously murdered her husband, and uh, asks how many husbands says she's had. She admits that she's had five husbands. Yes. Did all of them die? We don't know. We know we that know two of them two. did. We know at least two <laughs> died. And then someone points out that Miss Peacock was the one with the dagger that is now in the back of the cook. And she says she dropped it, which we did all see her drop it before she even got to the cognac. Mm -hmm. So they decide to move the cook's body back to the study because Wadsworth tells them to, which makes no sense. <laughs> what really makes no sense is the let's put the bodies on the couch. Would also make I sense. feel like it would make more sense to move Mr. Body's body to the kitchen than the cook's body to the couch. Because it yeah. seems like it would be easier to clean up after a body in the kitchen yes. than in the study. Also, he's like, don't get blood on the upholstery. Then don't put the bodies on the couch. It also doesn't make sense that uh, 
uh, Colonel Mustard, he like touches every murder weapon in this movie. Yeah. He like runs over and grabs a knife and he goes, "Well, don't anyone touch it." <laughs> we just had your fucking grip on it, dude. Mm-hmm. And he he touches like all the fucking murder weapons. It drives me it's nuts. Just so you, it takes away. Yeah, yeah. It just drives me nuts. I'm For like, some reason, Colonel Mustard always came up during the game. Really? Yeah. He's very suspicious. I don't know why, but like disproportionately, it was like Colonel Mustard, and it's a game of chance. <laughs> Maybe you just really had it out for Mr. Mustard. Could have been. Mr. Mustard? Colonel Mustard. Colonel. He, he is a real colonel. Colonel? Colonel. 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 Like of corn. Yep. Like of Kentucky. <laughs> like of corn. With a K? No, with a C. All right. Um, they move the cook's body back to the study. and But when they get there, they find out that Mr. Body's body is gone. <laughs> He's a missing body body. And <laughs> Professor Plum, Plum admits that he must have been wrong about Mr. Body he, being dead and that he's not. It. He ain't got no body. A medical body doctor. Baby. He was a psychiatrist. Um, so uh, then uh, Miss Scarlet finds some, picture, some negatives on the desk. And she starts looking at them. And that causes concern for Colonel Mustard. Because... There's pictures of Colonel Mustard in, I can't say that word that they use in, in the movie. In flagrante. Yes, I can't say that. You can't say in flagrante? No. Why? Because it's not something I'm able to pronounce. Your face doesn't do it? Nope. Say in. In. Phil. Phil. Gran. Gran. Te. Te. Put it all together now. In flagrante. It's like chocolate. That, that's not how that word that sounds, though. Mm-hmm. It is. Close enough. It's not. It is. <laughs> okay, it's a treacher butt, and I just can't the say it. butt. <laughs> God, you know what the best thing for to come out of TikTok is? What's a word you pronounced wrong one yeah. time and now haunts you for your whole life? Oh, and it's Justin Timberlake. So... May. May. <laughs> There's one that is. Poor guys guy. under attack is a psycho. Word of biography. Yeah. Why do you have to call her a psycho? I'm sorry. Someone who needs um, some mental health attention. But we don't even know that she needs mental health. (laughs) You clearly don't follow her on Instagram. (laughs) No, but I don't think celebrities' personal lives are any of my business. And just because, who cares? It's gonna be mine. He's fine. Nobody's hurting Justin Timberlake by her saying unkind things about him. Did she say he ate a baby? Sort of. (laughs) Is he a cannibal now? You just said Crimea River. Did it, is he a cannibal? Because that's what happened to Arnie, Army Hammer. Somebody said he was a cannibal, and now he can't be in movies. So did somebody say Justin Timberlake was a cannibal? Sort of like that, yes. What did she say? That she forced him. He, that forced, he forced her. her to get an abortion. That's not a cannibal. To which he I, didn't eat the fetus. To which I say, well, she lied Everybody. about being a virgin, so we've already established her credibility is zero. She's a liar. So why are we believing her now? And he might have pressured her to get an abortion to yeah. keep their images squeaky clean. Who cares? So if she's claiming she was a virgin at the time, wouldn't she be the one who wants to get an abortion? So she, but it wasn't his baby. If she was a virgin, it was God's baby. <laughs> Damn, I took the cup away. It says that's amazing. Oh, anyway. I'm on Team JT. I don't, I'm not I'm on, on anybody's team, team because they have more money than I'll ever have in my whole life, and they're just he fine. He sang suit and tie. That song changed my life. Uh, I'll be on my suit and tie. Um, Mrs. Peacock then needs to go to the bathroom. And when she opens the bathroom door, she screams because Mr. Body falls out. God damn it. And this time, Mr. Body is bleeding from the head. And actually did. They all run into the hall, and there he is, dead again. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Green mysteriously has blood on his hands, and he's like, I didn't do it. Mr. Body has new injuries, and um, Mr. And Wadsworth shouts that we're trying to find out who killed him, with what, and where. Then, somehow, the candlestick that killed Mr. Body got put on top of the molding above the, the door, door, and then it almost falls and hits Wadsworth in the head. But they all go back in the study. They put the bodies on the couch, and Wadsworth takes all the other uh, weapons and locks them in a cabinet. And then 
He puts the key in his pocket. And they're like, you can't keep the key because then you can get to the weapons. And he's like, of course, I can get to the weapons. I don't trust you with the weapons, which is why I need to keep the key. And like, then, I know I didn't kill anyone. But we don't know yeah. that you know. <laughs> but they convince him that he needs to throw the key away. So they go to the front door, and he opens the door to throw the key out, but there's a motorist on the step. And the motorist wants to use the phone because his car is broken down. <laughs> and they're all like, fuck. So the group strangely confers and decides that they will allow him to come in the house and use the phone. Uh, so they take him to the lounge and they lock him in. Then they go back to the door and Wadsworth throws the key away. At this point, they all go to the library to get a drink because they need a drink. <laughs> there are many arguments and accusations that ensue. But Colonel Mustard kind of cuts through all the bullshit because he wants to search the house because they don't know that there's no one else here. Even though Wadsworth says that they, that they are the only people in the house, mm-hmm. there could be a murder in the house, so they should search the house. He says that they should split up into pairs. I mean, presumably, they've been together since they found Mr. Yes. Body's body the first time, and people keep dying, including Mr. Body the second yes. time. <laughs> But Professor Plum points out that whoever is with gets paired up with the murderer might be killed. Colonel Mustard points out that then they will have discovered the murderer. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't make an omelet without cracking eggs. This is war, Peacock. Ask any chef. We can't. You can't make an out. You can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Ask any cook, and they will tell you that the cook is dead. Mm. But. Wadsworth says, we'll draw lots for partners so that nobody can pick their partner. So he takes some long matchsticks and breaks them at different lengths. And he says, we'll draw lots for partners. And based on the length of your lot, we'll decide what floor you search. So Mustard and Scarlet are paired up and they will search the main floor. Mrs. White and Wadsworth are paired up. They will search the second floor. Mr. Green and Yvette will search the uh, attic, and Plum and Peacock will search the cellar. (laughs) So now the search is on. Mr. Green and Yvette are both too scared to go upstairs to the attic, and just for a very long time stand at the bottom of the stairs. Yes. Uh, Peacock and Plum find nothing in the cellar except for a rat, and Scarlet thinks perhaps she has found someone hiding behind the curtains in the conservatory, and Mr. Colonel Mustard leaves her to check it out. Yes. But it turns out to be just a broken window. I will say, I was watching this scene going, you can see the floor. <laughs> you can see the floor. Those curtains don't go all the way down. Yeah. But it was just a hole in the window. Yes. <laughs> but Colonel Mustard just left her. What the fuck, dude? I mean, he's a douche. <laughs> yeah. uh, then we see someone with black gloves on, go into the lounge and gather up all the blackmail evidence that was on the table and burn it. Mm -hmm. And then he unlocks the weapons cabinet, or she. A secret passage opens. It opens in the... (laughs) Touch your butt. No. In the... The painting? It's not the the kitchen. No. It's the lounge. It opens from the study to the lounge, and we see the motorist on the phone, who is locked in the lounge, and we hear him say that one of the people, that he's kind of freaked out, and one of the people is his old boss, but he doesn't say which person is his old boss, because then he is hit with the wrench. We flash outside briefly, and we see a cop has stopped by the motorist's car. Which... Not just broken down. <laughs> yeah, it's it like hung like up on a tree. Ran up on a cliff or a tree or something. That car is dangling. <laughs> Does he say Yahoo? No. Well, it's no worse than what's her name leaving her car running with the yeah. hood up. Miss <laughs> Scarlet, when her car broke down, she just left, left it there. It. The lights are on. The like the as far as open. we can tell, the keys are still in it, and she just hopped in Professor Plum's car. And... So then, Colonel Mustard and Scarlet find a secret passage that goes to the lounge where they find the dead motorist and Scarlet starts to scream. Everyone comes running from the rest of the house, but Wadsworth has lost the key to the lounge. 
Yvette gets a bright idea. She goes into the study and gets the gun. And then she trips while running with the gun and fires a shot and that hits the chandelier. Then she tries to shoot the lock. She shoots twice and one of them goes through the door and hits Colonel Mustard. This never comes... And he says, oh, I've been shot. This yeah. never comes back that Colonel Mustard was shot in the arm. They all seem to immediately forget about it. Hopefully it was just a graze. <laughs> it was merely a flesh wound. But they do open the doors and Colonel Mustard says, you could have killed us. And he narrowly avoids being hit when the cord of the chandelier finally breaks because the shot nicked it Uh, and it starts to fray and then it almost kills him. Scarlet shows them the motorist's body and tells him that, or tells the group that they found him together, so it was neither of them that killed the motorist, and that they came through a secret passageway. Then Professor Plum asks this brilliant question, where did Yvette get that gun? Is that the same gun from earlier? And she says she got it from the cabinet, and it was open. But they locked the cabinet. So they're very confused about who unlocked the cabinet. And Wadsworth says someone must have taken the key out of my pocket. And then the doorbell rings. Mr. Green opens the door, and it's the cop. And he has just been like, I will open the door because I have nothing to hide. And it's a cop, and he shuts the door. And yes. <laughs> he reopens it. Um, it's the police officer. He tells them that he found an abandoned car, and he wants to know if the motorist is here. They are acting very suspicious, but they Everybody's do. Everybody's like, no. And then he's like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Mr. Green is contradicting the group. Um but they do let the cop in, and they tell him that they, he could use the phone in the, well, not the lounge. Not the lounge. And not the study. Not the study. The library? So they put him in the library. And he asks, he comes in the house, and he asks him why they're so anxious. Wadsworth cleverly says that the chandelier just fell and almost killed them, which would make it's true. sense. Mm-hmm. And then he puts him in the library, and he offers him a drink. But not the cognac, just in case. <laughs> um, and then he shuts the door and locks it. And the cop is like, like, what? um... (laughs) But just then, the phone rings. And they hear the phone ring. And then they hear the cop answer it. And they're like, who is calling? Did he answer it? And then uh, he starts yelling at them to let him out of the room. Just think of Jager Hooper. Which is really, I mean, tonally it's very strange. But they do open the door. And they don't at any time pretend they didn't lock him in. Wadsworth should have been like, I'm sorry, the door sticks. We definitely did not lock you in. Mm-hmm. But uh, he says that uh, he asks Wadsworth why J. Edgar Hoover was on his phone. And Wadsworth says, I don't know. He's on everybody else's. Why shouldn't he be on mine? <laughs> and he goes in the room to answer the phone. While this is happening, Mr. Green distracts the cop. While all of the others stage the bodies so that they don't look as if they're dead. Um, make it look like this is some sort of sex party or something. Yes. Yeah. Mrs. White makes weird. out with Mr. Body's body. And... But is it, a little gross. Yeah. Professor... No. It's Colonel Mustard. Makes out with the cook. Makes out with the cook. With Miss Peacock. With Peacock. Helping. Being yes. Being helping hands. And the Professor Plum and Miss Scarlet make it look like the motorist is drunk and are having sex on a couch in the room with him. The cop, in fact, says, this man is drunk. He's dead drunk. You are so right, sir. Like, well, you're not driving, are you? Nope, we're going to make sure he don't drive. I mean, this is a very large house. Presumably, everyone is staying with it. But he does go back in to make his phone call, because he didn't get a chance to make his phone call yet, because J. Edgar Hoover called. (laughs) So he goes back in the library, and they do lock him back in. And... They're like, why'd you lock him back in? And Wadsworth is like, because we have to continue searching the house. (laughs) So they go back into the groups and they continue searching. While they search, Scarlet and Mustard find another passageway. This one goes from the kitchen. Oh, the first one went from the conservatory to the lounge. This one goes from the kitchen to the study. It's very confusing. (laughs) Um, Then while they are searching, someone... Again, in black gloves, turns out the lights. While the lights are out, Yvette leaves Mr. Green in the attic and goes downstairs and she meets someone who then strangles her. 
With the noose. With the noose, yes. A terrible and effective way. We also see yeah. someone sneak up on the cop Allegedly. and hit him in the head with the lead pipe. We hear the doorbell ring, and it opens, and there is a singing telegram girl, and she gets shot. It's the same one from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Because I'm the nurse who likes to... Wadsworth turns the lights back on, and our party regroups in the hallway. First, they find Yvette dead in the billiards room. Then they find the cop dead in the library. And then they mention that they heard the doorbell, they open the door... And we see the dead telegram lady on the front porch. Three murders. Watchworth then says that he knows who did it and how it was done. And he begins to recap the evening. For the first time. (laughs) In a very hilarious manner. He reveals that the first gunshot was meant for Mr. Body and the bullet grazed his ear. So Mr. Body, realizing that they were shooting to kill him and not... At Wadsworth, like he intended, played dead. Um, again, more recap of stuff we've already seen. And then, while they were checking on Yvette after she screamed in the billiards room, one of them stayed in the study and grabbed the knife and ran to the kitchen and stepped down the hallway and stabbed the cook. Then used the secret passageway to get back into the study by the time the group came back with Yvette. Mm-hmm. Wadsworth then reveals that the cook and Yvette were Mr. Body's accomplices in his blackmail schemes. So everyone who was invited, who was here at the party, was either someone who was blackmailing or someone who was involved in his schemes. So the person who knew the cook was the one that had to have killed them. And um, he points out that Mrs. White, Miss Mrs. White, Mrs. Scarlet, and Colonel Mustard all knew who Yvette was. So it's probably one of them. They go back into the recap, where they find the dead to the part where they find the dead cook. And he explains that someone went through the secret passage back to the lounge and killed Mr. Body with the candlestick as Mr. Body snuck into the hall. So while the group was looking at the cook, Mr. Body was trying to sneak out, but the person had come back through and hit him on the head with the candlestick. <laughs> then, nice dead, dead. When they, then after they had locked up all the, wedi- the weapons in the huddle by the front door when they went to answer it, someone switched the keys in Wadsworth's pocket, so he threw away a dummy key while that person kept the key to the weapons cabinet themselves. Mm-hmm. We then find out that the motorist was revealed to be Colonel Mustard's former driver from during the war, who knew that he was a war profiteer, and that is how he made his fortune. Uh, Scarlet then reveals that the cop was on her payroll. It was Dick Cheney. And he took bribes from her to keep the, you know, to keep her house of ill repute in business. Then it comes out that the singing telegram girl was actually the patient that Professor Plum had sex with that caused him to lose his license. Hello. Mm. We then get more recapping events from our evening, and then the door rings again. Ding dong. This time it is, as I put in my notes, a man about Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) He was coming there to tell them that the end is nigh, that they should repent, but he was not like your typical Jehovah's Witness that we would say now or like, Mm-hmm. Some of the Mormon people on bikes. So I just called him a man about Jesus. We then go back to the recap. Where Wadsworth says that Yvette killed Mr. Body and the cook. He says that um, she... And they were like, why would Yvette kill Mr. Body and the cook? And Wadsworth says it was on the orders from her uh, employer who then murdered her herself. Mm. Wadsworth says reveals that it was Miss Scarlet who killed Yvette. She ordered Yvette to kill the cook and Mr. Body, and then Miss Scarlet killed the motorist using the knowledges of the secret passages that Yvette had shared with her because, you know, Yvette was in her employ. And later, while when the lights were turned out, she strangled Yvette and then killed the cop and then shot the telegram girl. Busy girl. Mm, that was a very busy person. Miss Scarlet says that there is no proof. And Wadsworth says that this gun is still missing. And whoever has the gun... So everybody turn out your pockets and open your purses. And whoever has the gun must be the murderer. And it is revealed that Miss Scarlet does indeed two plus have one plus two the plus gun. Two plus one. Mm-hmm. It's only a 33% chance. That math checks out. <laughs> um, Mr. Green wants to know why. And she says that they don't know what her real business is. Her real business is secrets. 
And she is going to sell all of their secrets to the highest bidder. Because in addition to all of the blackmail information, she has found out that um, Colonel Mustard is working on a secret bomb and that like there's all this other political information that we found out about each other that I have not gone over because it is too confusing and complicated. <laughs> it was very difficult to write these notes. I imagine. <laughs> even though you guys are not really chiming in very much. I'm just so en- engrossed in your verbal. And that she's going to sell wow. all of their secrets to the highest bidder. And I was complimenting her. And Mrs. Asshole. Oh, what? All right. Go ahead. What did you say? Said you cut me off mid-compliment. He was saying he was so riveted by your rendition of the movie that he didn't, he couldn't chime in. I feel like that was facetious. (laughs) Um, They all say that they don't have any money, so she can't continue to blackmail them because they're all broke. And she says that they can pay her in more secrets to keep quiet. The only one she doesn't need is Wadsworth. And he says, but I know a secret. There are no more bullets in that gun. And we get some fun math. But then the door rings. And when the doorbell rings again, Wadsworth goes for the gun and is able to disarm Miss Scarlet. Mr. Green runs for the door. And it's all of the cops. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All of them. And uh, Wadsworth says, where's the chief? And it's the Jesus man. He appears and says, well done, Wadsworth. And um, Wadsworth apparently works for the FBI. And they are all, and Miss Scarlet will now be arrested and taken to jail. Well done, but one, two, three, how many people died? A lot. (laughs) A lot. And then we get, and that would have been the end one of the first endings that would have been shown in the theater. But in Say A. <laughs> yes. I mean, probably, because it's the first one they show. But now, in later editions of the movie, we get an old-timey title card, and it says, that's how it could have happened. Then we get a second card, but how about this? And we go back to the recap, where Wadsworth turns on the light. And we go back to the murder, uh, the explanation of the murder of Yvette the cop and the telegram girl. This time, we find out that the murderer is, in fact, Miss Peacock. Because she knew the cook. And she was playing up that she's weird. Yes. She's not, she's cold and calculating, not a big goofball like she's acting Mm -hmm. like. Yes. Monkey brains are not a common dish, but it is one of her favorite recipes. This cook was her previous cook. Yeah. So this time, the murderer is Miss Peacock. And she asks Wadsworth what he intends to do about this. And then he says that he's not going to do anything. As far as he's concerned, she has done them all a service, ridding the world of this vicious blackmailer and his disgusting informers. And they're like, what about the police? And he's like, well... That would make a difference if I had ever called the police, but I didn't. Oops. And he suggests that they hide the bodies in the cellar and that they all leave. Mrs. Peacock, as the one who has the gun, because when we turned out our pockets and our purses, it was revealed that Peacock has the gun, says that she thinks that's a great idea and she's going to leave first. So she leaves. She actually leaves. And Wadsworth reveals that he works for the FBI, and that is why J. Edgar Hoover calls. Mm -hmm. And then we see Mrs. Peacock arrested by the Jesus man in the driveway getting into her car. And then we get another title card. (laughs) But here's what really happened. So that would have been ending B. Mrs. Mm -hmm. Peacock is the secret murderer, and she almost gets away with the two, except for the Jesus man in the driveway. (laughs) So, here's what really happened. We go back to the recap of the events. And Wadsworth is explaining that Professor Plum knew that Mr. Body was still alive. He, in fact, did try to kill Mr. Body by shooting him with the gun. But the gun missed and it only grazed him on the ear. Uh, And then later, he was able to come back and kill Mr. Body unobserved. We find out that Mrs. White did indeed kill the cook because the cook used to work for her and knew about her selling secrets. Or not selling secrets, selling her husband's vote. 
Uh, Colonel Mustard. Yes, Miss Peacock. <laughs> oh, you're right, Miss. Why did I write Miss White? I don't know why it wasn't her. <laughs> like that Elaine is Ms. correcting Peacock her notes. Killed the cook. Not for the first time. <laughs> because she used to work for her. Because Again, she needs monkey to brains being right. her favorite dish, which is very weird. Which during the dinner party scene, Tony and I were like, so they had soup, and then they had some sort of slop that turned out to be monkey brains. Yeah, I was. <laughs> and then that was it. That was the whole dinner. <laughs> I always pay attention to that because it's like, hey, here's here's some soup. Okay, soup could be really literally be anything. And then they're just dropping like these curds on their plates, and I'm like, "What is that?" And she's just like a eating it, pureed like pureed chicken this is the or best something. Thing ever. Everybody else is just looking at it like, "What the fuck?" Is and then this? it's like, "Well, now that we've finished soup and monkey brains with red wine, let's go have brandy." It's like, and Dude. we were like, "Where's the? There's got to be more courses." <laughs> there and was when dessert. we go to the kitchen, there was a cake. Yeah, I they never got the cake. <laughs> I don't. Nobody wanted dessert after monkey brains. Uh-huh. Uh, it's revealed that Colonel Mustard was the one that took the key from Wadsworth, and then he, in fact, suggested the split up. Then, while they were split up, he unlocked the cabinet and went and killed the motorist with the wrench. Mrs. White, who was the one that turned the, the lights out, and she got the rope and, sca- and strangled Yvette because she was indeed jealous that Yvette had a, an affair with her husband, and, ki- and she did, in fact, murder her husband and then killed Yvette. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss White does admit to this almost instantly. Miss Scarlet was the one that hit the cop on the head with the lead pipe because, as she did reveal earlier, the cop was on her payroll. They then accuse Mr. Green of killing the singing telegram because he is the only one who has not actually killed anybody. But he denies it. So naturally. But he denies it and says that the gun is still missing and whoever had the gun must have been the one that killed the singing telegram girl. So they all, so then Wadsworth pulls the gun out and reveals that he, in fact, shot the singing telegram girl. They're all shocked. Mr. Green says that he was about to expose him, and Wadsworth says, I know, that's why I exposed myself. Wadsworth says that he is the real Mr. Body, and that Professor Plum, in fact, killed his butler. Um, And he thanks them for all for disposing of his spies and informers. And now, and the evidence, because now there's no evidence against him. Mr. Green says the police will be here any minute and you'll never get away with any of it. None of you will, because they're all murderers now. Except for Mr. Green, he didn't do anything. Podgeworth says, why would the police come? I never called them. It was a lie the entire time. He says that they're going to stack the bodies in the cellar and they'll all leave quietly one by one. And then... Oh, I can't remember which one of it says, so you'll just go on blackmailing us? And he says, of course, why not? And then Mr. Green says, I'll show you why not. And he pulls out a gun. And he shoots Wadsworth in the chest, which causes him to drop his gun. This is a good shot. (laughs) Very good. And Mr. Green reveals that he is a plant. He works for the FBI, and the phone call from J. Edgar Hoover was, in fact, for him. He then opens the door, the cops come in, and the chief asks, who done it? And he says, they all did. But if you want to know who killed Mr. Body, I did, in the hall, with the revolver. And that is the end of ending number three. No, then he says he's going to go home and have sex with his wife. Yes. Because he's not really gay, that was a lie earlier, to which his information is, the only, is one of the few that is, he reveals himself. Wadsworth does not reveal that. It does make me wonder why Wadsworth invited him. So the movie can happen. Yes, I know. Which, it, But it doesn't really make sense in this third ending. Where Wadsworth was, in fact, Mr. Body. The butler did it. The butler did do it. Okay. So, this is wildly complicated to write and to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think about it when I picked it though. <laughs> when I watched it, I was like, I don't know how Elaine's gonna do this. She's but just she gonna read it verbatim, and no one's gonna interrupt her because nobody has anything to say. Well, it's just so complicated. <laughs> this is gonna be the shortest Elaine episode any ever. I know. I thought we'd be here till nine o'clock. But I am gonna let Carly go first. What? All right. Perhaps this will spark some discussion. <laughs> we shall see. My favorite character. <laughs> this will spark John to be weird. 
My favorite character weird. is Wadsworth. My really? least favorite character is Miss Peacock. My hmm. favorite scene is when they explore the house. Because the house is cool. <laughs> yeah. My favorite line, I didn't really have one, so I wrote, frankly, Scarlet, I don't give a damn. That is a good one. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is the library's entry. Because mm-hmm. when he shuts people in there, it's just a bookshelf. And they're like, let me out! <laughs> and they can't find the doorknob. And I'll give this to Maybe. I don't think that it's terribly rewatchable. And I think it's very much of its time. And I don't have nostalgia for it. So it's kind of like, I've seen it redone by, mm-hmm. you know many other movies or shows or whatever. Yeah, it's a whodunit thing. And, you know, I've seen the lights off and ah, everybody screams. But uh, there's a lot of things about it that are pretty dated. That I Well, was like, in each of the storylines, the communism thing is yeah. the red herring. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... Which is a joke that... <laughs> which is a joke you would not understand if... Like, you can't be too much younger than we are now and understand yeah. that joke. So... I feel like... We have idiots in this country going, uh, communism is a good idea. It's a maybe, but I can't yay it. But I also won't nay it, so it's okay. a maybe. <laughs> Luckily, we have a category for that. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. John. Well, like always, me and Carly agree on at least something in every movie. My favorite character is Wadsworth. My least favorite is Miss Peacock. Oh, I didn't tell you my favorite ending. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're supposed to have a favorite. The third ending. Yeah. I like the third one best. I also... Mo- noted in my notes how Elaine loves the movie with a timeline. <laughs> there is a ticking clock. The cops will be here in 34 minutes. <laughs> I do. I do like a timeline. Hmm. Sorry, John. Go ahead. Yeah. My favorite um, scene is the end when they're, he's going over all the... Is there from which point? From the first... From the initial of start of the yeah. recap. Mm-hmm. The recap of the... How we got back done. from room to room to room to room. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, that's... Um, my favorite line is, how many husbands have you had? Mine or other women's? Yours. Five. Five? Yes, just five. Husbands should be like Kleenex. Soft, strong, and disposable. You lure men to their deaths like a spider with flies. Flies were when, or when men are most vulnerable. Right. <laughs> I'm sad. Why was that your favorite line? Yeah, the Kleenex line. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So good. And my favorite tertiary object, surprise, surprise, secret passages. Uh-huh. I knew you were going to pick that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a tape. I have to. There's a tape Although, and... <laughs> there was a recording. It's two movies that was in real a row. Real, two movies in a row with secret passages. Yes. As John... <laughs> yes. And recordings of people admitting things. But he picked the secret passages. And I will give this movie a light yay for murder, mystery, whodunits. This is kind of weak. Like, mm-hmm. really, like, prefer Knives Out or something like that. <laughs> but it's a light yay. Okay. <laughs> Tony. Tony's hiding his answers so we don't steal them. No, Hans. <laughs> uh, my favorite character is Wadsworth. Mm-hmm. My hey. least, no, no, that's whatever. My least favorite character is Miss Peacock. She's very annoying. Hey. <laughs> I wonder what Elaine's are. <laughs> watch her favorite characters, Miss Peacock. <laughs> my, 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 what? Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> my favorite line. I think it's. Uh, shit. I think it's. I don't think anybody said all shit in the movie. I think it's Miss White. That was with the maid. But mm-hmm. she's like, is there a little girl's room? She goes, wee wee, madame. She goes, no, I just want to power to my nose. That's Peacock. Peacock. Because that's when she goes and finds Mr. Body's dead body in but, the bathroom. But she speaks French, so she says, wee oui, wee. Oui. And she says, no, I just need to powder my nose. My favorite scene is the last reveal. I thought that was the best. I thought that was the best ending. The I like that ending. one. Yeah. I guess, see? Imagine you went to movies and you got the beat. I mean, I wouldn't know what I was missing, so it probably wouldn't bother me until I saw it later. But I think they should bring that back. Different movies in different oh, parts of the country. Yeah. That'd be awesome. There um, have been other movies that have done that. Yeah, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. He wants it all the time. No, but I feel like there was a movie not that long ago that did that. Because that would keep you from... Yeah, you have to see it 
well, this is the ending that's going to be in theaters. This is the ending that's going to be in streaming. This is the ending over here. One guy. Make it interesting, fuckers. Come one on. One guy I follow uh, did that with, his, with a book he wrote. He wrote three different endings and mm-hmm. wanted to see how long it took people to realize there were three different endings. It's a good idea. My favorite tertiary object is the secret passage that leads into the leads from into the uh, through the painting. I thought mm-hmm. that was cool. It's um, a big Twinkie. Yeah. Also, I thought it was cool that you don't see the movie starts out with starring in alphabetical order. You don't see that very often anymore. Now people have contracts. Mm-hmm. I will maybe the movie. Okay. It's okay. What was your favorite Eddie John? Did you have one? Oh. Um, what movies had alternate a. endings a. in theaters? Yeah, because it the was Scarlet. It was simple. It made sense. <laughs> there was no FBI agents, but yeah, Hoover. Because <laughs> most of the time, it's a movie will be like it has an, it has multiple like um, I Am Legend it has multiple endings, but it's just because people didn't like the first one, so they did a different this one. This is. These are movies that had alternate engines in different countries. Mm. And that Black Mirror, Unfriended, 1408, The Descent, 28 Days Later, Fatal Attraction, Brazil, Once Upon a Time in America. But I feel like there was a movie... Little Shop of Horrors did, remember? Yeah, that's true. Clue was the first movie that had multiple endings. Apparently Fatal Attraction did. Mm. Yeah. Holly Davidson, the Marvel Man, did not. Mm-hmm. Terminator 2 had different stuff going on, but. Let's see. I liked the descent. I wanted to do it a few Elaine, times. you want to get your stuff Anyways, down? I'm sorry, well, I was interested in that, and it well, distracted you, me. It's also dead air while we're trying to record. I'm sorry, here. what did you give it? A. Maybe. 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 Okay. I love how Elaine gets distracted and just doesn't talk or nothing. Well, well fill in good. or distract me back. It's all good. It's all okay. Good. No, you get this mad. This happens. Such right. is life. What are your thoughts? I do really like this movie. And I do really like, even though I did a terrible job of describing this movie. I think you did a really good job describing this movie. <laughs> it's complicated it's as a book very was. visual and complicated and has a lot of dialogue. Like, I just said, and then it's recapped. But the recap is literally Wadsworth running from room to room to everywhere that they've been and describing how they have found all the murderers. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Uh, my favorite character is Wadsworth. What? My least favorite character is Mrs. Peacock. What? Wow. She sucks. General She's consensus. Big donkey dick. My favorite scene is the entire ending, starting from the first of the recaps. When Wadsworth is going to reveal like who done it and how. I love it. Okay. And I don't... I feel like on TV, when they showed this when I was younger, they showed this, the same version that we watched on Amazon, with all three oh, really? endings integrated. Mm. I don't think I have... Because I remembered Wadsworth as the murderer. So I've only ever... So I've either only ever seen that version... Or I've only ever seen this version where they play all the different ones. But I feel like, like I, like I remember, it's been a while since I'd seen this, but I remember Wadsworth as the murderer. So then when Miss, and I knew there was multiple endings, but like when Miss Scarlet was the murderer at first, I'm like, well, that's not true. But I couldn't remember (laughs) if it was, I couldn't remember if it was. Like kind of like Wayne's World, where they're like, "No, let's do a different ending," or if it was, yeah, like, like I couldn't remember that they were each was a real ending, or if they're like, "No, no," but that, but it could have, you know, but the real ending is this. But I think I only I've only ever either seen Wadsworth be the murderer or seen this version. Uh. My but the recap I love the I love seeing the endings I love seeing Wadsworth run from room to room to room and then go through the events that you just watched. It's so repetitive, but it's almost kind of like the ultimate getting the band together montage type of scene. So and Tim Curry's great in this. He would, yeah. I mean, he really makes this. I mean, he's always great, but yeah, he's really good in this. Uh, my favorite line. I'm very, very disappointed that John stole my favorite line. You have so alternate? I have to go to my backup. Why is J. Edgar Hoover on your phone? 
I don't know. He's on everybody else's. Why shouldn't he be on mine? Mm. Which is a funny joke that, again, you, you would get. not get yeah. if you were younger than us. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a certain point where you do not get jokes about J. Edgar Hoover or communism or anything like that. But we still get them. Might be. I also do like at the end where he says, but if you want to know who killed Mr. Body, I did in the hall with the revolver. Because that's pretty funny, too. Um, And my favorite tertiary object was, in fact, Mrs. Peacock's outfit. (laughs) Because her hat that keeps sliding down her head the further and further they get in this movie is pretty funny. Plus, she had a first stole, and we know that Elaine is totally on board (laughs) with... Murdering um, animals with for animal murder for clothing purposes. <laughs> animal murder for clothing purposes. <laughs> Can you murder an animal? No. Oh, we talked about this already. For death of animals for the purpose of clothing myself, fashionably. Cows are delicious. I agree. Um, but I really like this movie, and I give it a yay. And I would like to. Wa- I would watch it again right now. Really. And I feel like it. Even knowing the end does not spoil this movie for me. And sometimes it does spoil a movie, like, if you know. But, and I probably couldn't watch this movie, like, it couldn't be the only movie I ever (laughs) (laughs) But I could happily watch it once or twice a year and feel just as, and feel it's just as fun. It's very whimsical, so if you don't like whimsy, but, like, there's that touch of whimsy. If you don't like that, you're not going to like this. But I do like that a lot of the time. So I'm totally into it. I feel it. like I'll need at least a rotation of four <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah. It would be interesting. It's only an hour and 34 minutes long. So without all the additional endings, what is it? Like an hour and 15 minutes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway. It's very intriguing. All right. I hope well, you picked a movie, honey. Please movie find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Elaine would be delighted to have an email in our inbox that wasn't Abracadabra. Yes, by Steve Miller Band. Why? Because <laughs> it's, it's the last song I listened oh, I to on my iTunes band. music. All right. And I've been listening to a lot of Steve Miller Band lately, and I just like this song. You know I like Steve Miller Band. I should have totally too. Picked, should have totally picked this from Black Pants. Yeah. Because it's Abracadabra, which is what it said on his van. And he was the grabber. And grab it. Damn. <laughs> My You're parents had the wide river out like so this song has a different meaning now. We had that on cassette, wore that shit out. But we had this Abracadabra album on cassette, and it's so, the whole album's so good. Yeah. But I do love Steve Miller Band. I've been listening to him a lot lately. Well, tune in next week on the podcast. For John's pick for November. Dutch. Dutch. Which we've often talked about, and Carly has no idea what it is. You will. (laughs) It features my all-time favorite, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt. Oh, motherfucker. Really? (laughs) (laughs) No, not really. Fuck off. That's a joke.